0: Join Dennis Seagrave for Den at Ten Hello, me again with another 25 minutes or so of mind-numbing boredom I'm a bit late to do in the recording this week I mean I know you won't realise that But I'm, I'm a day late on what I normally do We've been up to Scotland for 8 days with the caravan Two smashing sites between Oban and Fort William. One about six miles north of Oban at Ledeig and one about 10 miles south of Fort William at Bunri. Both caravan club sites, both with excellent views of the loch and the mountains and the Isle of Mull beyond. Very pleasant, very enjoyable. Don't usually do club sites, so I was a bit unsure of what we'd find or how to use it, but we settled in and everything ran well, everybody was friendly. Took the dog with us this time. I mean, it was a, a 390 some odd miles, just under 400 miles trip to get up there and get back. So it was a good eight hour day with stops and giving the dog a comfort stop and us for a sandwich and a coffee. But very enjoyable. But I think for for Monty's sake, the dog will break the journey in future and have a bit of a, a day or so halfway up rather than subject him to a full day in the back of the car. I mean, he's got a crate, he can settle down and lie down and have plenty of comfort there's nothing crowding him or crushing him but it was a bit far to expect particularly a young dog like him he's only six months old to enjoy a journey like that he wants a bad go in but he was a bit fractious on the way back he wasn't looking forward to it i don't think but it was a good time up there we uh, we had a wanderer elaine had seen a An old ruin of a castle, Dunstaffnage Castle, advertised. Not a big place. Plenty of grounds and woodlands to walk through and a bit of a ruined chapel in the woods. And there are still some preserved rooms inside. No furniture, just empty spaces. But we could take the dog in with us, which was good. Monty came, had a wander around the grounds and enjoyed that. And we, we didn't try and take him into the castle because there were some very tight stone steps to get up into the doorway. He came up a load of steps outside quite well. You had to go up a quite a slope of big stone steps to get into the castle itself. But he managed those quite well. did well on the way down. He didn't try and pull. He was lovely. We're getting there with him. But we did that and wandered around from Lodeig. Had some good weather there. And the beach, if you can call it a beach, but it's where the, the sea loch comes in, was less than 50 yards from our caravan. We were second row in, we wanted an awning and you can't put an awning up on the row nearest to the, the sea and the beach. But just a short walk and monty was on his long training lead splashing in the sea running up and down the sands and thoroughly enjoying himself that's one of the reasons we took him that's what we wanted to do with him bunree wasn't quite the same it hadn't got such a a frontage onto a beach the sea was there and we could have got down to it but there was a dog walk area that was entertaining for him he could get in and out the little mounds of soil and down to where the stream flowed out from behind the site and into the river and then into the into the loch but yes we enjoyed it very much after we'd moved to bunree the following day it was uh, all down for the jacobite express from fort william up to malague crossing the Glenfinnan viaduct yeah, that's the one. Everybody knows it from Harry Potter now, not for the fact that it was the first concrete viaduct built. We'd been up to Fort William a couple of days before and took him onto the station, just so he knew what the crowds and the station was like. And he was excellent. He didn't pester, he didn't fret at all. We took him up on the day to get on the train and I was quite proud of him most of the time. He was unsure of himself walking down the centre of the the carriage with the seats either side and different people in there. He wasn't sure what he was doing. He kept trying to jump on the nearest seat or trying to turn round and come back out. But we, in the best sense possible, manhandled him through the carriages and to our seat where we were supposed to be. And I must admit I was quite pleased with him there were quite a few dogs on there on the, the carriage we were in and quite a few of them barked and snarled as he went past and Monty bless him just looked at them with a sort of a "and what's the matter with you look on his face didn't answer back didn't snarl back didn't bark the only thing our really idiot did was start prancing about because he thought they wanted to play with him but that's Monty he thinks everybody wants to play with him let another dog come near him just to sniff and make friends, just to get him associated with other dogs. And the first thing he does is start bounding up and down and charging about like a fool. But there were several good things came out of the trip with him. The main focus of why we went was two years ago, Elaine had bought the trip on the Jacobite Express for for Christmas for me. It was my Christmas present, and we were booked to go on a certain date in 2020. Then the virus came, the lockdowns came, we kept putting it off, we rearranged it. Another lockdown came, we rearranged it, and this time we managed it. Scotland, though, is still in a semi-critical state. So though we enjoyed the joy of getting on the train and seeing all the scenery, we had to wear face masks all the while we were on the train unless we were eating or drinking. But it was okay. We sat opposite a smashing couple who had had a couple of springers themselves so they could understand the once or twice we had to sort of calm Monty down. On the way back, he was... He was a different dog, we'd walked him round Malague, we'd had a bite to eat, wandered around and seen the shops and the different things, and on the way back he slept most of the way on the floor under the table. I was under orders though from my grandson to take photos because he has got an absolute passion for the Harry Potter films. He's got a bearded dragon as a pet, and that's called Harry. But we were under orders to take some photos and let him know what it was all about. I mean, I first went up there to look at the Bonnie Prince Charlie monument at the head of Loch Shiel. The viaduct was just an incidental in the background then. Nobody'd heard of it hardly, other than railway enthusiasts who know the history of it. Once that boy wizard had flown his car under it, or I don't think it was his car, was it? It was to the lads. I think it was actually Ron Weasley's car and Harry Potter almost fell out of it, was hanging on by his fingernails to get back in. But as the steam engine and its train went across the viaduct, There were people everywhere, they were clinging to rocks halfway up the mountainside, trying to take photos and waving. The actual Glenfinnan Visitor Centre has got a footpath that goes through the fields at the back and comes out by the viaduct. In fact you can even walk from there all the way up to Glenfinnan Station where there's a bit of a railway museum and exhibition. When we were on the Jacobite Express, the train stopped there for a 20 minute break. And they got one or two little bits and pieces, they have got an old dining car and an old carriage at the back. And the biggest snow plough for the front of a train that I've seen in my life. It was some evil looking thing that could have come out of one of the Mad Max movies. No windows, nothing you could see, just this big horizontal blade going up to a central blade vertically that then swept out to the sides it was just like a battering ram from mad max but i can imagine it was very efficient and did its job as i say i particularly went for the bonnie prince charlie monument so we went up to Glenfinnan Visitor Centre another day, and had a walk round and walked down to the monument, down to the waters of Loch Shiel. Let Monty have another wander round, another splash in the water's edge. Took plenty of photos. Passed the time quite well. Went back to the car park to where the little porter cabin cafe is, and there was a sign on the wall saying the steam train was due through at 10 past three now we hadn't got a photo of the train actually on the viaduct which is what i wanted for my grandson we would got photos of it in the different stations and different views from the train but i looked at me watch and it was five minutes past three We hadn't intended any of this, we just happened to be there at that time. So that was it. Come on, let's get a bit closer to the viaduct so we can get a good view of it. I looked at my watch again, I thought, well, we're not going to walk that close to it. But from here, we've got a good view of the whole of the viaduct. So I clipped the telephoto lens onto the front of my camera found a suitable tree to rest against and waited for the train to come. And there it was, slowly coming onto the viaduct. You don't get an impression of speed, unfortunately, because this is the highlight of the tour for a lot of people. So the train slows down to a crawl so that people can photograph the viaduct. Because as it goes along, the viaduct goes through quite a sharp bend. And from the carriage windows, you can see the viaduct bending away in front and behind you. So people are taking photos from inside the carriage, but can still see the viaduct. Yet again, the people everywhere. Crowds of them in the fields by the station, and I could see some on the hill watching it go the joy of the telephoto lens was that i could zoom it out and get most of the viaduct in and the train just chugging across and then because it was going so slowly i could zoom in and just get the engine in all its steaming glory mid viaduct I've not seen him yet, or he hasn't seen the photos, so I don't know what he thinks of them, but I hope they'll be okay for him. We planned a full day that day. My next move then was to Neptune Staircase, the glorious eight lock staircase on the Caledonian Canal, just outside Fort William, a place called Banavie. Been there. Haven't been able to go through it with the boat we hired. We could get from Inverness to Neptune's Staircase but hire boats aren't allowed to go down it so we had to moor up for the night have some food at the hotel at the base there then turn round and start chugging back towards Inverness. Great time. Enjoyed it. But as we walked from the car park towards the locks For once, in all the times I've been up there, we could see the actual summit on Ben Nevis. Me being me, out came the camera again. I'm having a photo of this every time I've tried it before. It's been covered in cloud. So yes, I took some snaps of that. We went through the the gateway in the hedge and up onto the canal side. And there was a fairly large yacht with a big mast in the bottom lock and the lock keeper was just starting to empty the lock to lower it down to the lowest level the lowest level went under the road and under the railway bridge ah, they'll be opening those two in a minute we'll stop and watch this when I heard the sound Of the whistle of a steam engine. Ah, we'd seen the afternoon trip going out at three o'clock. This was the morning trip coming back for quarter to four. So we were only about a hundred yards away from the railway bridge over the Caledonian Canal. Okay, camera ready. Photos of it going over the iron steel bridge over the Caledonian Canal just click right again and within a few minutes of the train going over it the bells and the hooters sounded the barriers came down the road bridge started to swing to one side and the railway bridge started to swing to one side. the yacht then once the lock gates were opened the yacht proceeded through past them both and then the bridges swung back into position ready for the road traffic and the rail traffic to continue exciting moment more photos from my grandson a bit closer to the engine this time decent shots From there, I went on a bit of a, a trek. I'd, I'd been before, but I wanted to go and have a second look at Spean Bridge, where the Commando Memorial is. It's a brilliant statue of a group of commandos looking out over the area where they did their training for battle in World War II. All over the hillside around Spean Bridge was where the commandos trained in all weather conditions for all hazards. Just looks down onto the start of the Great Glen, which is where the Caledonian Canal, Loch rocky Loch Oick, Loch Lock Ness and then out to Inverness goes across Scotland. You can just see it, just see the start of it. But there's this superb statue monument. These soldiers standing proud on top of this plinth. And just across the way from there, only about 50 yards away, is a little area where people have taken the ashes of veterans and former commandos who have passed away. It really is a touching sight and a touching place for people like myself who have a bit of a, a knowledge of history and a liking of history it's a very sombre and very poignant place to be but I wanted to look at it so all in all we, we had a, a very full and active day that day we, uh, we did well we did all the things that I wanted to do when we set out. So all in all, it was a, a good few days away. Tiring journey though. As I say, I'll I'll split the journey in future and we'll, we'll have a night halfway up. I was alright. I, I drove all the way. Didn't have any problems myself, but uh, I know Elaine was getting tired and it was a bit too much for Monty to be cooped up in the his crate in the back of the car for that length of time but we're learning it was the first time we tried it we're learning we're trying to train the dog and as we do things we learn what Monty wants as well so we're getting there I was a bit despondent at the start and I know Elaine was with Monty's behaviour and the things he did but the longer we have him and the more we try to do things the happier I become with him and the happier Elaine is most of the time. Then he just has a stupid time. He'll go out with Elaine and not with me with her. And she'll come back in a bit of distress that he's tugged and pulled and jumped and he's hurt her hands. I'm a bit bothered about the one hand. I think she's done something a bit more serious to one of her fingers. But we'll see what happens. He is calming down. We've got a collar on him now. He doesn't like it because it's got a noseband on it. And for the first few minutes, he struggles mightily to get the noseband off. He doesn't like it because it holds him back. But it's the only one that we've had so far. <laughs> Believe me, we've had quite a few different variations. But it's the only one that holds him anything like in check. So we are getting there and once he's settled with this noseband he walks quite well. This was another feature of the van sites in Scotland as we tried to walk him through the site to the dog walk or out to the beach. Different people saw us trying to do things with him. I know one upset Elaine, she started saying, oh, you shouldn't treat a dog like this, you should do that, you should do this, you should do the other. We've tried all the things she recommended, and we're doing things that the trainer recommended we did, because we've been taking professional advice. So I didn't take any notice of her, but Elaine was a bit upset. But the rest of the people we met, the bulk of the people, were very helpful, very sympathetic same as the people that took up on the train. They'd had Spaniels, they'd had dogs like that. They knew what they could be like. They really did know what they could be like. And different ones walking around the site when I was struggling with him to keep his noseband on and stop him scratching at it. He laughed and he said, mine used to do that. Mine always did that, but he's okay now. I've got him here, look at him. And yes, he was, his dog was walking perfectly so yes he's a young dog that's trying to settle in he's a young dog that's having um, problems to adjust to what we want him to do but i have got every faith i am totally happy that he will get there and be everything we want him to be i don't know whether you can hear noises in the background but uh, elaine has just met the next door neighbor outside he's just been out to his garage and Chatting away and nattering away, they're talking away to each other, which you can probably hear. And because Monty can hear them and he's in the house, he started barking for attention as well. Yes, I came out here, I thought, oh, I'll have a bit of quiet, because Elaine's still working. I've been working on the caravan, doing little bits of alterations, bits of repair to different things that have been going on. Clearing it out, cleaning it out the awning was a bit wet when we folded it away so that's on the patio drying at the moment we'll fold that up and put it away properly in a bit and Elaine's still working on the caravan so taking the food out and cleaning it out and getting it ready because I don't know whether we'll use it again this year this may well be the last trip I don't know yet sometimes we get one in in October as well so we'll see see what the weather brings and see what other jobs we have in hand over the next few months. I think one of the things we enjoyed most in Scotland was the fact that there were no midges. We've always had this idea that if you go at the wrong time of the year, there's midges. And I know people have been up there in the wrong place at the wrong time. In fact, we were there one year, late May, and we thought we were early enough to miss the midges. Until one night, we went back to the hotel we were staying at. A lovely evening, not many people about. So I said, "Let's have a let's have a drink and sit on the the terrace overlooking the log." And it was just dropping into twilight, going from the daylight into the evening, but warm enough and bright enough to sit out and enjoy it. We got some drinks and sat outside, and we'd been there about five to ten minutes and there must have been a hatch because of a sudden we both started slapping our arms and fighting off this horde of nasty little flies and they are nasty they are really nasty you wouldn't think such a small thing could give you such a nasty bite but they hurt they really hurt we had a similar one up at Kielder Water. We'd been walking around most of the day at different parts of Kielder. We'd drive round to a little bay, walk around that bay and have a look and then move to somewhere else. And we'd had about five or six stops with not a problem. Then we found one that was a charming little bay, nobody about. And we got some sandwiches in the car, so we said, right, we'll have our sandwiches now settled down on the little picnic bench and i think i was on my second mouthful of sandwich when ooh that hurt and within seconds we were absolutely inundated with midges so it was a case of back in the car and we'll eat the sandwiches in there but it was just on this one little spot I know when we got there, there was different things talking about midges and they were selling tea towels for Kielder water souvenirs with midges on. But I didn't think they came that far south. But these little beggars did. And they were enjoying the meal, but not on me. No, no, they'd started to. They hadn't got past the starters though, and I was in the car and gone. But yeah, it's been good. I'd do Scotland again any time. As you know, we like St tabs on the other coast, the east coast. We go up to the lighthouse there and stay there. Yeah, so all in all, a good eight days. Plenty of stuff packed into it. And plenty of time. The weather was kind to us apart from one day when it was quite, quite rainy and quite miserable. But other than that, it was most enjoyable. We even sat out on the uh, on the recliners outside having a coffee and reading a book we've got one of these tie down stakes as you screw into the ground and Monty was quite happy on that on a caravan site you have to have them on the lead all the while so he was quite happy on his lead tied down lying next to us in the in the site So, and so we've so it's gone on I like Scotland always have done, I didn't, I didn't discover it till later in life, so we've been up there frequently since to enjoy it, as I say we just had the one day when it was wet, but uh, we used the time, we had a look round, we saw where we could go and what we could do, did a bit of other sightseeing, yes we'll be back there, we will go back, Elaine loved the campsites, particularly Ledeig. She really did like it there. So I've rambled on for the best part of half an hour now, bragging about where I've been on holiday, I suppose, and the things we did while we were away. The thing is, I'd been away, I'd had a break, and I hadn't really thought about what I wanted to talk about. So the only thing that's buzzing round in my head is what we've just done and where we've just been. And if you could hear that, that was the next door neighbour just shutting in his garage door. It's usually quiet out here. I come out into the garage so as I'm away from everything. There was nobody playing football so I know the footballers wouldn't be shouting and swearing and using foul language to upset the listeners other listener probably I don't know how many I've got I'll use it in the singular for now because I know Elaine listens to this rubbish anyway that's nearly me half hour up so I hope I haven't bored you with the. I suppose it's my version of showing me my holiday snaps isn't it that used to be the thing years ago bore people showing them your holiday photos anyway I'll think of something else and delve into some other some other stuff for next week. Ta da for now.